Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Earhammer Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for coming back. It's good to hear you. Good to see you. Good to have you. I'm your host, Billy Crooked. And on today's episode, I have Kevin Orr. Check it out, check it out. Check it out. Frontman extraordinaire, musician, man, from a long way back. If musicians could have historical plates, he'd have them. Mm. Uh, let me say, um, be sure to check out some Earhammer stuff. If you can, I appreciate it. Like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just go to Earhammer Records. And if you'd like to uh, be- help support the show and the record label, you can become a patron of the Earhammer podcast and the Earhammer Records Patreon account. If you donate, you'll get some merch sent to you. Got stickers, got t-shirts, got hoodies. So depending on what you know, what you're willing to do to help support it, yeah, you, know, you get some free stuff sent to you. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, yeah, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. Some killer videos on there, and you know, help support the label and the bands and all that good stuff. Appreciate you all. So, like I mentioned, I've got Kevin Orr here on the episode today. Then let's just get right to it and bring him on. Yo, what's good, everybody? What's up, Bill? How are you, man? Good, Kevin, man. It's good to see you. Thanks it's again, too, for last weekend. Not even that, a week ago for playing with us. Yeah. yeah class. No, it was a lot of fun, man. That, that was, was a killer show. Uh, just so you know, this episode will probably come out about four months in advance. So as of right now, we're talking about a show that happened a few days ago. So when people hear this, it'll be a little bit older. But But that was a really great show. And you guys did your... So for the listeners, so they know, what it, they know what it was, it was the Strange Notes EP release. Yeah, full-length release, Strange Notes record. Full-length, my bad. Okay, I thought so it was EP. We uh, did it about almost like two years ago, and obviously because of COVID and all that jazz, you know, we wanted to try to do a record release. We got the records in November, but since you guys are listening to it whenever, this was in uh, June, so it was like the 10th. So we had to wait from like November to June, and we were just like, it, it, it worked out really good. And uh, even though it was like came out last year, technically, it was just, it was cool. Yeah. So thanks for being a part of it, dude. No, oh, fantastic, man. It was an honor to play it. It was a good time. Um, and so like, so it's a full length record that just came out. Yeah. How would you, how would you compare it being different if it is to the original Strange Notes album? The one pri- prior. Well, we 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 had just like a demo before that, and uh, just some stuff like up on Bandcamp or whatever. So this is pretty much our first release, dude. But um, we did have we have another EP though that is getting mixed right now, so that should be out pretty soon. So it's just, oh, so here okay, full length came out first. The EP is on its way. So I apologize, I got it mixed Sorry. up. Yeah. I thought we were. <laughs> I thought we were promoting the EP, but that was the full length mm. release show. Oh, okay, uh, I, I had a few. I had a few road pops. Yeah, me too. For uh, yeah, at the show. So uh, my bad. Yeah. Um, so the EP, you guys are, it's ready to go. Yeah, it's like getting mixed right now, and okay. um, it's in the similar vein, just kind of boogie rock and kind of radio Birdman kind of stuff. 
stuff we like, and uh, it should be coming out soon. We may even try to do some kind of collab with you and the Earhammer label. We'll we'll see. It's kind of in the post production right now, but uh, I think it'd be rad. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You guys are awesome. You have such a great like throwback sound with that blues rock vibe, that party vibe, like that. keyboard thrown in, which is nice. Not everyone yeah. like has a keyboard player these days, so that's cool too. Oh, and yeah. it really stands out in the recording. Like it's definitely a prominent part of this, at least in the what the album they have released already. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be great to put something out on Earhammer, dude, because um, we go back a long way too, like from. The days when you were in the gluttons. Yeah, even before that, like Hurricanes and Jimmy Spider in the oh, I, that's what I, and I, all I, that jazz even. Like we uh yeah, we've shared the stage many times over the years, dude, from like a bunch of places that aren't even like the blind lemon, which is whatever the hell now, and like, you know, to uh Billy's place in Parma. I remember we did a gig with you guys and the it was like a hot summertime gig. It was awesome at uh The Jigsaw? No, not the Jigsaw. What was Billy Morris's place that was up oh, the street from oh, there? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Revolution? The Revolution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Revolution. That was cool. I remember mm-hmm. playing some nice, fun, packed shows there. Like, I distinctly remember some Peabody shows Peabody's and some Grog too, yeah. Shop shows with hurricanes and vacancies. Yeah, yeah, vacancies. And, and I do have a flyer somewhere that is a uh, Pats in the Flats flyer that says, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, you guys, I think it's maybe Gluttons, like an early version of Gluttons with, like, Dead by July. Yeah, that sounds right. And I don't remember anything about that show at all. Do you? Because I was going to ask you about that shit. I'm like details. No, it was pants in the flats. I'm like, I'm sure it was good. Like, right? I'm know. sure it was. Like, I, but, if it was, if it was awful, I'm sure that would stick out. Yeah, yeah, right. It must so, have been good. So good job. That show was killer, man. Remember that shit? No, but it was awful. the fact that we don't remember it probably is a good thing. But have you? Heard about Pat Hanch from Pats in the Flats passed away a couple days ago. I did not know that. She did. And uh, it was, uh, I actually have a cool story. Can I tell you real quick about her? Yeah, please do. I don't want to, yeah. She, everyone's like, and I don't know, like, because I'm probably not going to like be able to like get to any like these funeral events or whatever, which I'd love to because she was super cool. If you remember her at all, anyone Mm -hmm. who's listening or Bill, I don't know if you remember, but she was cool as the breeze. Let a bunch of cool bands play there and like, all kinds of silly shit happened that most people wouldn't put up with. But one night, maybe it was that vacancies gig. I don't know, but I don't think so because I had set up a gig and I was outside smoking at the end of the night and, you know, there were still some stragglers hanging out and she came outside. I'm smoking by myself and she goes, hey, thanks so much for doing the show tonight. We had a really good night. I always love when you set up shows and reached in her pocket and like kind of it's like a grandma, like slipped a hundred bucks into my hand and was like, no, this is for you. I'm like, have you ever had anybody do that to you for a, a show that you set up ever? Like at 2.33 in the morning, the owner come up to you and be like, hey, thanks again. That was killer. We had a good night. You had a good night. And here you go, honey. Like a grandma would, you know? Like, dude, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome, right? I don't know. Never no, that, that definitely happen. sums up her personality, you know, laid back and cool. So here's to Pat. Yeah, for sure. Like, cheers. you already. Cheers to Pat. Yeah. Because I know she recently had, what was it? Within the past year, like sold off the the venue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I, it's actually just like bulldozed now. Yeah, I was by there the other day, and it's just uh, it's like you wouldn't even know it was there, man. Yeah, it's trees a shame. and grass growing up where it used to be. But shame, yeah, it's a lot of legendary shows there. It's a cool place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's go back a little bit. We were, you know, mentioning these older shows. <sighs> yeah. Bring me up to speed on the connection, right? Because there's a huge connection with hurricanes from those times up till now with Strange Notes. Oh, yeah. 
So for the listeners that don't know you, you know, like what hurricanes were, uh, how would you describe them? Like hurricanes is just like style. a, uh, um, like a, a real punky garage rock band that like loved Aerosmith just as much as like the saints and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it was, that's, it's not too, that's a pretty good description. I, I, I would say, you know what I mean? But, yeah, uh, nailed it. Yeah. Some dudes I grew up with and we were all like skateboard kids, like, you know, punk rockers, skateboard kids. And, uh, they dudes had come back from college, some good buddies I hadn't seen for a long time. Like we were starting this band. Why don't you come down and try to like s- sing or play bass or something at first or no, no, they had a bass player. Cause that was Brent, my, my old buddy. But so I brought after a couple of times of messing around, I brought Keith down, who was a buddy of ours from Middleburg Heights. who we, they'd kind of jammed with in high school bands and stuff. And, uh, we did that for a few years and it was cool. I mean, we did a bunch of good shows with you guys and we played uh, all kinds of cool like from L7 and the Dictators and the shows were like there was a lot of cool, lot of cool shit coming through Cleveland in the in the nineties, right? Wouldn't you yeah, agree? Definitely. Like yeah. I mean, there was like you'd be like, yeah, you just uh, let's play. You play with the Backyard Babies from Sweden. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I love that band. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, of course we'll play. You know, like and it was like a totally killer show. Of, like and you know it'd be like on a Wednesday and it'd be like packed Euclid Tavern. So we we had a lot of fun in those days. You know, and, it's, it's weird. It's because you know you're still doing it, I'm still yeah. doing it. Like, does it seem like there's less of that coming through town nowadays? Like those those well, types of bands. I I would say yeah, yeah. to yes for sure. But then a buddy just c- contacted me yesterday to see if Strange Notes wants to play with this band called the Mystery Girl from Albany. Okay, at the Little Rose Tavern, which is like a little neighborhood bar, kind of by my house, like in West Park, kind of Cleveland, Lakewood. So I'm like, man, and they're like this killer band called Mystery Girl. That's like awesome. They're like like punk rock kids, you know, like jeans vest kids playing like uh, they do like a Hollywood brat song and like it's great. Cool, I'll look it up. Yeah, so I'm like that. I just got a call to do that yesterday, and I'm like, so it's still happening, just like on a way smaller scale, and it's like crept into like weird Cleveland neighborhoods now. I guess. Yeah, I I don't know. The the newer you know places like that, it's having those those gigs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So go back to those times, right? Like, we're all these great bands are coming through town. We're opening up for them. Our bands, we're playing shows together, doing cool local shows. Yeah. What happens with What happens with hurricanes until well, it evolves into something like strange notes? Like, what? Well, we we just kind of had a hard time, um, like getting like money together to like record, and we just were trying to like. You know, like playing a lot of gigs and partying a lot, and and you know, eventually, um, you know, there wasn't as many like shows coming through town, and people are getting married and doing stuff, and I was doing a lot of bad shit, and everybody else was too, and we kind of had a falling out, and then you know how it is, and a new band starts, and these dudes start this other band, and then you know the scene kind of changes a little bit, and you know. The Blind Lemon's like a sports bar now or something for a minute. or I, You know what I mean? It's just like it, it kind of came in a wave, and it, it just kind of crashed. And then yep. – but we were all still kind of doing it all along. I mean, I, Vacancies had like a kind of similar trajectory, right? Like you guys kind of shit happened and dude, you know, went this way and you guys went that way or whatever. Yeah. And then the scene kind of changed, but you kind of kept on doing this other little side band, right? And that's kind of what we did. Mm-hmm. And Gluttons was like a more of a metal thing that I started doing with another buddy I grew up with. And then uh, a couple of the dudes from Hurricanes years later, after like w- wives and kids and 
all kinds of ups and downs. We're like, hey, we're jamming again. Why don't you come try to do this, uh, you know, this thing we're doing? And and I worked with dude on a couple tunes, and we had a, like a demo, and just all of a sudden the ball was rolling again with the same, you know, a lot of the same dudes that were Hurricanes guys. Mm-hmm. More now than when the band started, because you know, our drummer had to do something, and uh, we ended up calling Jimmy Gashow, who was a Hurricanes drummer at the end and a good buddy and a solid drummer. And we shared our rehearsal spot with him anyway. And, you know, I mean, you know, you, and then it's you incestuous. Know, the, the it really is. Scene, yeah. It is. It is. But it, but it, in a way, uh, maybe I think, uh, it's not as incestuous as it's like, Oh, these are my bros. These are like my brothers from back in the day. Like, Oh, you come home after I, you know, working in the mines and you know, Hey, your brothers are still here. And this one just moved back to town too. Let's jam again. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like as as incestuous as it is, it's like uh, it's fucking, you know, it's like family reunion, dude. Like <laughs> exactly. Uh, you've been playing with with Keith for quite a while, right? Like, yeah. It, what's his last name? Keith uh, Cook. Keith Cook. That's right. Keith like, Cook's a, a good, good, good old buddy of mine. One of my best friends of all time. He's, he's dude. He grew up like when we were like me and you were like kids, like. Uh, he was playing in like uh, this like 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 hair metal band Kilson. Like he was gigging when he was in high school. Like doing you know sh- you know shit like uh, like like what what was what wait. like Snow White like Snow White. I was gonna <laughs> say White Witch, but Snow White. Yeah, yeah right. Like yeah, those yeah. dudes were doing the same. You know they were doing gigs then. So like it just made sense when hey we're doing this punk rock shit. Like yeah I like that too. You know so we started jamming and he sure. was you know. I used to go down the street. I'd skate down the street to like my buddy's house where he lived with his mom. But it was just like the party house and the band, punk rock band, played in the basement. And it was my buddy Brent, who was our age, playing with his older brothers and their punk rock band. And then he brought Keith in because he knew him from like Polaris or some shit. And that's where I think I met him, was in the basement down the street, punk rock house, you know, yeah. getting tuned up and sitting <laughs> on my skateboard watching him play, you know. So I, he was, they've been, he'd been, you know, doing since they were kids, you know, so. So when did you start playing music with him? Probably in, I don't know when that was, maybe like mid, mid, late 90s. Yeah. Because he started playing TKOs with dudes I grew up with because we were all like punk rock skateboard kids, you know what I mean? So it was like, and as he he was like a rocker too, but, you know, we were just like, you know, what's up, kid? Like, chip, 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 chop, man. <laughs> Give you a fucking cheetah chrome haircut and like, <laughs> You know, let, you're in the TKOs now, dude. You know what I mean? And he was, uh, he's, a, he's a rager, dude. He's great. Mm-hmm. He knew what was cool. You know, he always had that like New York Dallas sensibility about him. You know, he was a fucking punk rocker too, just like we all were. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could, you could teeter that, that glam line easily, but you know, sure. it's still for sure, dude. I mean, Hurricanes kind of did that a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. grew my hair real long, bleached it out, started wearing leather pants and shit. Like, I was just watching, was like, it, fuck yeah. I was just watching an interview the other day and it was, uh, the singer, I think, from Hanoi Rocks with yeah. one of the members of Midnight. Yeah. You know, and they, I, do you see that? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> like all the, the connections. I didn't know the uh, Hanoi Rocks guy was uh, roommates with Stiv Baders. And he's telling all these Stiv stories. Well, and I there, was like, there, there's a few. Uh, what? You get, do you watch the Stiv documentary that's going around? I don't know if it's on like Amazon or, or something like that, but there's a Stiv movie. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you got to check it out, dude. It's good. They dabble in that a little bit. But yeah, like all oh, Lords yeah. of the New Church. And they were kind of. Yeah. Glammy too, dude. You know what I mean? You I was like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that shit, Lords yeah. of the New Church. Fuck yeah, it's good stuff. And then 
All right. So somewhere in between there too, you also are in the gluttons. So if you want to talk about like yeah. how that how that start Glut- in in the midst of all of those gluttons things. are actually a good a good a good little tale because we were sitting at the old grog shop. My buddy Brooke and I, this dude I grew up with, also kid in Berea, skateboard kid, same thing, punk rocker. And then he was Bridge. Brookie the Skin, skin. And he shaved his head, we call him Brookie the Skin. You know, like he was. Punk rock kid. And the Berea Triangle? Are these the times you're talking about? Oh, yeah, for sure. During the Berea Triangle. Berea Triangle is a huge reason why probably I even involved in music at all because we had a cool skate park that had shows, punk mm-hmm. rock shows and hardcore shows and sometimes metal bands and shit. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd see him up there all the time. And many years later in the 90s, like late 90s, probably 2000, something like that, I'm sitting at the old grog shop with uh, Brooke from Berea. My buddy Matt, he's a singer from Jackknife Power Bombs, straight edge dude, always has been. He's been like chaperoning drunks his whole life, like even since we were kids, and he's hanging out with us at the grog shop. And we're like, hey, we should start a band. You two should. You know, and, and Brooke was like, oh, we should. Either. He's a construction dude. He's like a, you know, he's a gnarly fucking machine operator. And he's like, we should either call it Gravel Smasher or Gluttons. And I was like, well, <laughs> Gluttons is clearly the name, dude. Like, yeah. And then Matt says, all right. I know your drummer. It'll be uh, Eric Zelmer. I'm like, man, I know Zelmer. I haven't seen him in years. He's, he's still playing drums, which, of course, he's still, whatever. You know, he's still, you don't give up playing punk rock. So he uh, was like, yeah, dude, um, all right, you better call him up, get a practice going. And we were like, yeah, yeah, that's like bar talk, whatever. And he calls me like two weeks later and asks if we'd practiced yet, which I was like, no, Matt, of course not. And he was like, well, I booked a show. You guys are playing with us jackknife power bombs southern trespass at the green room in lakewood which is like a vietnamese restaurant now or something like that i remember that yeah 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 and i'm like no nah, man we we're that's just bar talk dude we were just kidding around you know and he's like no no i i talked to zomber you can practice at his house like you guys better get your shit together it's in like a month or something fantastic yeah. so i wrote a handful of songs on bass in my kitchen and we played like louie louie and like a black flag song or something too and yeah we played our first show and it's been like a band for like almost 20 years now dude yeah it's know? nuts yeah i didn't realize you started off on bass yeah i played bass in that band for a couple years played on the seven inch there's a seven inch that goes around this when we're just a three-piece but it's uh it kind of that at that point it kind of morphed into me james bullock playing guitar i was playing bass and chris dora who's a um, parma dude mm-hmm. playing drums and we cut a seven inch that was pretty cool and uh yeah so i play bass and sing on that but every other recording after that i just sang so how long, like how long, how long did you play bass in that band before, like James and Chris Dora come on? Well, I played bass with James and Dora. We okay. played together as a three piece for years, probably like okay, maybe five years, four years, something like that, hmm. probably. And then I was actually at a show at Now That's Class. I was about to uh, bolt, and Paul came up to me and he's like, "Don't leave. You should check out this band called Metallion." And I'm like, that sounds like the dumbest shit I've ever heard, dude. Like, <laughs> Metallion? And he's like, no, just trust me, you're going to like them. You know, like, you should you should stay. So I did. And they were like like a ripping, like, kind of like Boulder, like, but similar to Early Gluttons. And, and uh, the dude was just like a ripping guitar player, like, throwing, doing what we were doing with, like, blistering leads over the top. And we were like, whoa. And I remember I called James that night, and I'm like, we don't need to get another guitar player. Yeah. Or just maybe this band should just call it quits because he's play rhythm like a motherfucker and sing. Uh-huh. He's really good. But I'm like, hey, we need some hot licks. Or like, we've been doing this for five years. We put out a record. It's pretty good, whatever. But come on. And then we ended up getting Ed to play bass, Stevens. 
and uh, Sean Vanek, who plays guitar in Midnight. Mm-hmm. Now he he played guitar with us for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we did a long good stint with Damian Perry, where he played guitar and we put out a, a record with him. And uh, now we have Aaron Dowell, who was in Southern Trespass, who played with the very first Glutton's gig ever, and now he's in the band. Buddy from Parma. Yeah, what? when did he join? Because last time I saw you guys, I don't think Aaron About, about a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, just, things got a little squirrely and whatever, you know, like um, we parted ways with Damien, who's a good buddy of mine. I love him to death. You know, I still tie. I was chatting with him today. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aaron's been jamming with us in about the last year, and uh, it's been going pretty good. We actually recorded a few more songs. We actually the last we've been pretty active over the last like the last two years. We put out like three singles, and we're about to put out a fourth single. And now that those will have like eight tunes, we're gonna put them together on like a, a record, you know, whatever. As far as Glutton, so Glutton's has been pretty active too, man. Yeah, for a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. And um. So where yeah. do people find any of that music? Is it mostly on Bandcamp? Bandcamp, yeah. Because yeah. uh, Spotify, I notice, only has the one record. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Like Spotify and um, iTunes just has the 7-inch, which is cool. If you want to hear me playing bass, you mm-hmm. listen to that. But I don't know why there's some kind of – there was like a – I think that's because of the label. It was a different label that the 7-inch came out on, and that was like he, – he he was just – had it more readily available to – you know, like he already had platforms set up where all his other artists were streaming anyway. So he had like kind of a blanket deal. So like that was available right away, which is cool. But um, the last record we just put out ourselves, you know. And so we just kind of never got around to like putting on streaming platforms, to be honest. But you could find it on Bandcamp. You could stream it for free there. So how does like, that work? Do you still have access to it? Like, could you release it if you wanted to, or does it belong to the label? No, no. In fact, we were actually thinking about maybe repressing it because, you know, like people like, you know, record people that sold out, which was pretty rad. And we're like, oh, people ask about it. And I'm like, we thought about repressing it. And the guy is totally cool. It's a dude named Dom from uh, Baltimore. He plays like an integrity. And he, he's Dom Romero. He's a real good, like, he, he's a good, good buddy of friends of ours and Ringworm and stuff. And he put that out and he was just, you know, you can put it out. There's no, it was just like a mm-hmm. one handshake deal, man, with him, you know? Like, so you so. still, you still could, you still have control of it. We do, but, um, yeah. So the, actually the, the couple dollars that he's probably made off of Spotify though, I should probably have my lawyer talk to Dom about that <laughs> now that I think about it, but I got a good guy. We'll talk yeah. after the, after right. the episode, we'll talk lawyer stuff. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Actually, you done? I, I don't, I wish I had one, but mm. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm going to talk to the Golden Ox lawyers after this. They, uh, Golden Ox has some serious lawyers behind them. They, yeah. Don't fuck with the Ox. I've seen the offices downstairs. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So the blood business. stains on the floor. So, um, yeah, man. So I, I do you want to uh, um, give your review of any of the last week's Gig. There was some of your some of some of some of the bands in your roster were involved, man. Actually, I yeah, they that were was really a, good. That was a super fun show. You you got to fill me in on the Rip Ride story Ooh. behind that. But as far as like, yeah, we mixed like because you have a record label that you started your own, right? Like, it's well, to release your own stuff. Yeah, for the we for the Strange Note stuff, we do. Uh, it's just called Future Villain Records, which was kind of like a it's an Aerosmith kind of joke from a Sergeant Pepper's movie with peter frampton if you look google it it's terrible <laughs> but uh yeah so future villain is kind of our label for that but um 
we wouldn't even be like well, I said, like we, you know, we have some new stuff that's coming out pretty soon, and uh, we'd like to probably put it out at least on, you know, yeah. If not that, maybe we could do a collab with Earhammer too, and like maybe or, or either or whatever. Well, that show was like our little collab. It was, right? it was and it, I thought it worked well, man. Thanks for doing it. it man. Did yeah, Cheap Easy's played. Who are an Earhammer? Uh, I did a skitter set, which I just do acoustic solo thing now, and then uh, and, and you guys, yeah. So it was like one of those things where you know you and I have been talking over the we- last past few weeks or months, or whatever, but. Yeah. Maybe doing the next release on Earhammer, which I think would be rad. Yeah, yeah, it would. We're actually, I will get back together with the band this week, and we got some stuff to hash out. Mm-hmm. We have a cool show that's coming up uh, at the Rock Hall, actually, uh, with The Mist, who's... Uh, the inside or outside show? I, know it's, I think it's, uh, it, weather permitting, it's outside. Yeah. And then I think if it's like real rainy, if it's just like a drizzle, they'll keep doing it, but they may even move it inside. If uh, the weather's bad, but I think it's like Thursday the 18th, and it's pretty cool. That Strange Notes in the Mist, who is like a three-piece band from Cleveland. This girl Mickey plays guitar and sings, and uh, my buddy Sebastian plays drums, and 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 they're very uh, kind of garage rocky, kind of punk rocky stuff. It's really cool. Nice, it's like a cool like a girl vocal that's like sounds nice. So uh, yeah, yeah, you check them out. You probably sure you'd like them. Dude. They're good. I definitely will check it out. I got to make some notes off this episode about some bands to look at. I like it. Yeah. Seems um, like all kinds of bands coming out of, like, all, uh, there's a bunch of bands I don't even know of. I went to the Happy Dog last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. It's like four bands. I'm like, I don't even know who any of these bands are. And they're, they're all, like, cool. Like, That's, a synth band, then some garagey band. Then, like, I'm, I'm like, who? It's great. There's all kinds of bands popping up out of the woodwork. It's kind of inspiring, isn't it, to know that, you know, some bands still doing it. New bands. and Yeah. Like. Keeping it alive. To the point where I'm like, can this be going on in other cities? Like, how are there, like, ten bands playing tonight i've only heard of like one of them it's i mean obviously that you know i'm not like a kid anymore i'm not like up on every new band but the fact that there are like four bands here and four bands here and three bands over there in lakewood and three bands in cleveland too like yeah that's remarkable right like it's like a healthy weird cool scene now i i I think seems like it so that's the interesting part right like it's cool to know that there are still bands in other cities doing you know what we do and like yeah even some of the younger younger bands that's like you know i don't know about you i don't see a lot of the 20 somethings but they're out there right like they're starting to do some shows and keeping it alive like what do we do like what what do you think what keeps you going in a music scene that seems like you know commercially obviously rock and roll is almost non-existent you know and but we keep doing it for some odd crazy reason go dragging all this gear out to clubs and playing shows and doing you know i'm holding the the strange notes vinyl in my hand right now that you brought like what keeps us doing this really like i i just think it's like it, as much as it is like a, a pain in the ass it's a lot of fun too man you know like i mean i don't golf i would if i had more time probably you know like golf seems like a, a lot of fun dude <laughs> it's like but like what you know i mean if I wasn't here talking to you tonight, I'd probably be practicing with either Gluttons or Strange Notes or like, you know, strumming a guitar. Oh, fuck if you guys sitting on the side of the bed or something. I don't know, you know, like um, yeah, it's just it's yeah. like uh, as infuriating as it can be. It's like it's kick ass and it's fun as it's fun as as it, as it gets, man. Right? I don't know. It's not about the fame or the money, is it? Oh, of course <laughs> not, dude. I mean, but you get to do like cool stuff every once in a while, right? Like. And like, I mean, 
we got to play with the circle jerks a couple months ago to like a, a sold out house of blues and i'm like man this is crazy like the circle jerks yeah. Like I'm almost 50 years old, dude. Like if you told 14 year old me that this was, I'd be like, get right. Like, no, nah. get lost, dude. And I ride away on my skateboard laughing, dude. Like it, 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 I, I, that, we still get to do cool stuff. That's not why we keep doing it. Cause I'll play at the little Rose Tavern next week and have a blast doing that. You know, like, sure. I don't know. It's just fun and it's cool. And <clears throat> so my son, sorry, I just bumped the microphone. So my son Rocco, he's 14 years old, and uh, wow, he's dude. he's like he's getting really into guitar, and he's cool. started you know over the past year or so really exploring punk rock music, and he's getting really passionate about it. And because of you, or like, <clears throat> did he kind of find that shit on his own, or like, what well, do you I think? wasn't I wasn't pushing anything on but him. He knows you know, like, he's no dummy. He picks up exposed. on like he's yeah. exposed to it, right? right. right. In in the family, his uncles, and, like, sure. everybody's been in bands, and so yeah, he's yeah. definitely exposed to it. But he, <clears throat> goddamn cigarettes, so. Um, so he's been like doing, you know, playing guitar and he's like starting his first band this summer. Right. So the other day we were having this conversation about, he, you know, he's had a million questions, which were great. So I was super excited to answer all his questions sure. about music and punk rock and being in a band. And, yeah. and one of the things I told him, I, I said, Rocco, don't set your expectations too high. You know, like shoot for the, shoot for the moon. Sure. Of course. Yeah. But you know, one of the coolest things you could get out of a band experience besides hanging out with your buds and playing music and being creative, you get to go to, you get to go see a lot of really cool bands for free because you play. Oh, I still, (laughs) to this day, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll do that show. I was going to go to that show anyway. Like we'll get to see him for free. Yeah. That's a good bonus. Exactly. Was he digging it? Was he like, Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be a part of the show instead of just buying a ticket and going. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude. Like then you can stand on the side of the stage and be like, Holy cow, dude. It's a perk. Yeah. It's great. That's a great perk. (laughs) So yeah, just getting to do shit. Right. Like that's why we do it. Cause it's fun. Right. Yeah. Like, I think there's a little more to it than it's just because it's fun, though, dude. It's like it's kind of like in your, in your. I don't know. It's like, uh, it, yeah. It's like you're born into it or something. You're like you're born into like you love like I you love rock and roll, dude. Right? Like I mean, I don't know. It's like some Midwest shit, dude. Like football and rock and roll. That's like how I grew up. Like from as early as I can remember was like watching football and listening to like Led Zeppelin and Kiss as like a tot, tiny little kid, dude, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, oh, that, that's as good as it gets. That's, and then it's like ingrained in you. I don't know. But is it scary though? Like the, like the younger kids coming up now, like, like Kiss. Yeah. Like that's as old for us. Like, Seems kind of silly, dude. When we were, when we were growing dude. up, you know, yeah. Kiss was still not new, but still around, right? Yeah. Like the, 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 the glory years were a little bit like in our younger years, but like the kids nowadays coming up, like, like kiss is going to be as old as like fucking Beethoven. Yeah. So what what are the kids coming up? They're just going to really have to reach deep or what's, I don't know. Like what, do, like I was thinking about that the other day. Cause I come from a big family, man. I got a lot of my nieces and nephews. Who's like, was, you know, I've been an uncle since I was like 10 years old, dude. So like now they all have kids. And, you know, they're all kind of rock and roll kind of, you know, they got punk rock, rock and roll in them, too, because they grew up around all of us and everything or whatever. Mm-hmm. And their kids are kind of like, like, I'm like, do they like think like like Foo Fighters or something is like Led Zeppelin? Like, probably. And that's OK. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Right. Maybe. That's pretty cool. I don't know. Sure. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But I don't know what they think exactly. You know, like, but like, it's funny to like, I don't know. I don't know. Taylor Hawkins just passed. 
You know, saying like yeah. and jump on them. So there's a little connection. Oh, you know, I never point. even thought about that, but that's like a, that's that kind of is like a, a at that as much as like a, that I, it's really bummed me out to hear about that because I do love that band mm-hmm. and that dude really was really sad to hear that. But so I just it totally adds Zeppelin, like some that Zeppelin connection. It adds a little Zeppelin connection that I had not thought of. Is that like something you sh- you just came up with, or have you did you hear that? Because I'm like, no, it's how did I not out. think of that, dude? That's just, weird. Just occurred to me. Yeah, but that's <laughs> kind of how shit goes, man. It's cyclical. I don't know. You so, know. Yeah. But like, yeah, like nowadays though, it seems a little strange. Like rock and roll music just seems to be like if you're Foo Fighters and Green Day, you're huge. But like, you know, the other rock music is has gone deep, deep underground. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Seems I, I, times I th- are strange. Yeah. I, I I think you're right, man. But um, like, there's weird little pockets of like. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I always see, like, like some dude that, like, some biker dude that I don't even really know, but, like, just some dude, like, I kind of randomly follow on Instagram and posted up some shit today. I sound, like, so fucking silly saying shit like that, but <laughs> it's funny because it was, like, what's that band? Like, Amol and the sniff, Sniffers yeah. or Amol something? and the Sniffers, yeah. Amol and the Sniffers. And I'm, like, so this is, like, some, like, BMX biker kid who I never even thought would know, like, a younger dude. He's like a friend of a friend of a friend of someone's kid, yeah. and he likes that shit. So I'm like, "Cool, that's cool, right?" Like, they're they're, they're a really cool band. Yeah, I'm not really hip to. I've seen like a couple videos or here and there or whatever, but like it, it's the, like punk rocky kind of shit. I would imagine, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but that's it, check cool. it out. Check that's it out. cool though, right? So like this BMX kid likes this band, and I'm like, and he's like posting it up on Instagram, and I'm like, so there must be like kids who still like like rock and roll and punk rock shit, you know, like. It's and exciting to see. That's it is. Yeah. I, I felt good about that today. I was like, all right, good for you, dude. You Another know, band like, for the listeners to go look up. If you don't know Amol and the Sniffers, go check mm-hmm. them out for sure. They're great. Some yeah. Dogs Can't Be Muzzled. That's one of their yeah. songs. I've, read, I've, I've, I've read that, too. See, I'm it's like a, a poser, lyric. dude. I don't even know how to say it. I'm like Aminol and the whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's all right, though. You I'm old, dude. <laughs> we are. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. all right. Um, so what's next? Tell me about... What do you, what's on the horizon for you? Strange Notes, Music? Gluttons, well, Musical. Well, yeah. Strange Notes, um, I do believe we have a show coming up at the uh, Little Rose Tavern, which is over on like Lorraine, kind of in Cleveland, near Lakewood, West Park, um, with this real cool band called The Mist, mm-hmm. and um, Mystery Girl, which is a band from Albany, I want to say. They're cool. They're like a, like a punk rocky kind of like... But they got, you know, like some New York dollsy kind of Hollywood brats thing going on. You yep. love them. They're, they're great. Yep. I don't know, really. A friend hit me up about it, and he was like, you guys want to play? I'm like, of course. That sounds great. You know, like it's right in the neighborhood, and sounds like a great fucking band. And uh, and Gluttons has a show coming up at um, Sunday, July 3rd with Verbal Assault at the Grog Shop. And our good buddy Tony Erbo, like put this show together. He's like DJing in between bands, after bands and stuff. And... Um, it's like uh, I can't remember exactly who the peace talks and um, I think they're dudes from um, Upstab or something like that. Like one of those Cleveland kind of speaking tongues bands. I think it's like some of those dudes who are like kind of doing whatever now. I don't know, but I would imagine it's in the same vein. Okay. So that'd be pretty cool. But that's cool too. Cause those are like cats that are a little <laughs> bit younger than us yeah, that yeah. were making noise. And now they're like, having their second wave of bands and shit too, right? It's like, it keeps yeah, going around, I dig here. It. around here anyway. I don't know. I like it. And so Strange Notes EP, like, we'll talk. Maybe that'll yeah, be that, a, that, that, that's something that's coming out release. soon too, some way or another. I can't wait to hear it, by the way. 
It's good. It's in a similar vein, kind of boogie rock and kind of tunes. We we actually kind of even thought about adding like some horns to some of the tunes. Kick ass. And it just never really panned out. But if that gives you a little idea of what, you know, it's got a little, Would you say like got radio, a little shake to it. Like Radio Birdman, Rolling Stones meets yeah. Jake Isles. Oh, yeah, Jake like, Isles. We, we right? actually... Like Jake Isles and like um keep talking, I'm just gonna grab a beer. I think like uh do you want one of these? Are they cold? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty okay, cold. Yeah, probably. Um Flaming Groovies kinda too. It was like a big yeah. we used to play like it's funny because we've played Jake Isles songs and Flaming Groovy songs and and there's yeah, it's no mistake. Did is did it's uh yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It's we've been pretty uh, It's great. Pretty pretty active and having a lot of fun lately and playing gigs and like making records and stuff. So pretty jazzed. I used to get so stoked walking down the hall for at the practice at the the uh, rehearsal studios at Rock and Roll City. Mm. And he always, still so were we there. Were, we, we were, were just jam. down the hall from you guys. Yeah, yeah. And I always walk yeah. to the bathroom and go take a piss and hear you guys jam. And I was like, got a little little groove in my step to the bathroom. Oh man, that was great. There Dig was it. like a. I've been in and out of that building a lot of times over the years, and and it's cool. Like, let's go. Like at one point, I think we had like a hurricanes room, and like next door to us was like the spasms, uh, and uh, what was after the teenage knockouts after the TKOs. So they were like next door, and you know they were like you know it was like that was like a really fun time, Mm -hmm. and I'm probably you guys had a room in the building at that time too. I would imagine, right? Yeah. But we moved around a little bit. But at one point, I remember like you know you'd be hanging out, and there'd be like some. uh, I don't know, like, 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 like a, there was like a, a sculptor at the end of the hallway, and he, had, you know, what I mean? it's all bands now. But do you remember, like back then, like it was weird, dude. There'd be like kooks hanging out, and like a DJ guy over here, and like a painter or something, or somebody that just lived there. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah. Now you know, but now it's full of bands again. Mm-hmm. And there's like a big new. He has a hall built next door. It's not open yet, but I, I I actually walked in there and was checking it out while like before they put all the doors in. Yeah, I heard it's awesome. And it's a huge room. Yeah. Like I think you can do like pre like tour rehearsals if you're like you know whatever or film videos. Well, film videos, but also it's a big um, stage, right? Um, there was like a what was the place that used to be around in the flats, the Odeon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. It was like late '90s, right around those like vacancies hurricanes times and stuff like bob dylan was like renting out the odeon for like some pre-tour rehearsals so he could you know hash all his shit out and lights and yeah. where everyone's gonna stand and whatever and he was kind of on the down low like the odeon was just closed for like a month and it was like oh yeah bob dylan's here and we're like whatever you know but I, he really was i guess so like you can rent that place for like shit like that like i think he wants people to come and like mm-hmm. and then obviously the big stage rehearsal but then COVID, I think, kind of like threw a wet blanket on that because he was already building that room before. Like, what is that? Never, never COVID, like, I never heard of it. You no, know, it's like, um, it was just like a huge pain in the ass that happened over the last two years, dude. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's new for Gluttons? Like, you guys have plans? Gluttons are actually, we're about to hit the studio again. We have, we're going to put out on uh, the fourth single that we've put out in the last like a eh, year and a half or whatever just two more songs what well, it should be like on Bandcamp or whatever 
And uh, then now that we have like four like singles that we've put out over the last year and a half or so or whatever, we're probably going to compile them and put them on uh, another record. And maybe add like a track or two. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. It'll probably at least eight tunes. Same lineup. Everything's still Yeah, cool. yeah. The same lineup we've been going. It's uh, myself singing, James Bullock playing rhythm guitar, Aaron Dow playing lead, Ed Stevens on bass, Chris Dorr on drums, and we jammed last night, and it was it was great, man. Yeah, it was cool. Major shout out to Ed Stevens. He's the, yeah. the nicest fucking dude and a ridiculously good bass player. He, so he's also probably awesome. like one of the best musicians I've ever like in, encountered. Yeah, in, ever. It's scary, you know, and then that includes like the internet. You know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for he's, sure. He's, yeah, he's great. He's a good dude. Yeah, I'm stoked to. Uh, been able to play with him over the years. Yeah, he's a good dude. Love it. Cool. Well, but, um, we'll have to have you come back down and do another chit chat about you know a strange notes ear hammer release. If you're cool yeah, with that, for sure, absolutely, man. And uh, we'll be getting back together, having like a band meeting and a rehearsal probably next week or the week after. And uh, we'll we got some business to talk about and some stuff to get get out there to you to the people. So cool. Yeah, dude. Kick ass, man. I can't wait to hear more and see more shows. And yeah, dude. For all you people listening to this podcast all over the world, you know, make all of your vacation arrangements to come to Cleveland and see all the amazing bands that are on this During podcast. the summer. Come to Cleveland in the summer. You'll like it way, way more. It's too fucking hot. <laughs> I like it hot. I like it hot. It's like 95 outside today. It's hot it's in the shade. Like Kiss. <laughs> so, hey, you want to... So, go check out Strange Notes, Gluttons, on all the social medias. Keep up on what they have going on. And... um you know, stay cool, be kind to each other. Don't let your meat loaf. Don't let your snail trail. And we'll see you at the next, uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Later. <laughs>